When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back for yet another day, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think of that? You know, I was just talking to the guys, AJ and Tevin, about, about how things were. And, and, you know, people ask me, is it, why do some people really love you and other people hate your guts? And, you know, obviously there are people in the middle. And I explained to them, like, when they do something horseshit, I'm going to say, that was really horseshit. Don't do that again. But by the same token, unlike other people, when you do something well, I go, hey, that's great, man. We got like a guest today, William Stanford Davis, phenomenal. He's on Abbott Elementary. He, I think he's the funniest thing on Abbott Elementary because he's such a wise ass. You ever watch it? Yeah, I haven't sat down and <laughs> devoted, you know, watching every series or every season, but I've gotten through a couple episodes just because you love the show so much. So it's have, really good. You haven't done the Sansevier of your power watch yet. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. But it's on oh, Abbott Elementary is my next power watch show when I can't <laughs> figure out what I want to watch. Okay. I like call Sansevier. This is what, what AJ was just saying about Sansevier. I called him once a few months ago. Mm-hmm. He goes, Tom, I'm kind of busy, but I'll call you back after I'm finished. I said, what are you doing? I'm watching uh, Fargo, season four. I said, okay, well, I'll talk in an hour. He goes, no, 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 I'm going to watch all 11 hours. I'm like, what? He watched 11 hours of a show in one day. Just uh, just a casual <laughs> Saturday in the sands of your household. Right, and like, at that point, Bob, you could just, let's just have this quick 15-minute conversation and you get back to power watching as soon as we're done. Like, Sandy, you are one piece of work. There's That's no question awesome. about it. You ever met his wife? Uh, no, I've met his daughter. Daughter. But yeah, not his wife. Yeah, she's great. Bob's wife. Well, it's like Bob and I have the one thing in common. Why the hell did those women marry us? I understand that. <laughs> I do understand that. There's no question. Honest oh, God, Mary Sansfair is beautiful. She's sweet. She's a very, very nice person. Got horrible taste in men, just like my wife. So, you know, <laughs> it kind of works out. That Everybody's way. got their one flaw, you know. Her and Catherine yeah. are just two peas in a pot. That's all it is. <laughs> You got the one flaw going, baby. But, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up today. Uh, I did want to mention, you guys, it took all of 48 hours of being on social media to start getting the spam stuff. There was a woman whose first name is Mary. I don't know what – I do remember the last name, but I'm not going to use it because I think whoever this person is, man or woman, that they know I know somebody by the last name. Maybe listen to the show mm-hmm. when I brought somebody up or whatever. So use that last name. They use the first name Mary. So I don't know if it's a man or a woman. 
Tom, I just want to let you know that I was a very, very lucky person. I'm sure you saw the national news. I won $798 million in the Powerball. <laughs> and I just, I've enjoyed you for so long now. I'd like to send you like $30,000 in cash. So if you can just give me your, your information, I'll forward that money. It's like, mm-hmm. geez, it took 48 hours, and three scammers already reached yeah. out to me. And, and she needs, <laughs> but in order to be able to send the money, you have to pay the transfer fee of $1,000 yeah. first, and then That's she can correct. send you. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is it only works in, like, Target gift cards. Yes. That's the only way to pay yeah. that <laughs> transfer fee is, like, Walmart gift go. cards. But I have a question for you. If, let's say, it is true and you won $798 million, you offering me 30 Gs pisses me off. Yeah, let's add a Come across with the million. Let's go. Why I oughta. Don't don't disrespect me with that $30,000 gift. (laughs) And then two other things. I don't know. It must be that on social media they they somehow found a good picture of me. Because so far I've had two women... Want to play hide the banana, but you know, I mean, like sexy singles I, in your area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But I'm like, I just oh. got on here two days ago. I could have gotten laid twice and been screwed out of thirty thousand dollars. What do you think? I could have got See, screwed three times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, three times. Exactly right. Do people actually fall for that kind of deal? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, people are relentless in their pursuit of trying to scam people or get a handout from people. Like I work downtown and like I was I was walking last night two people in like a three block radius hey mm-hmm. do you have some money that you could spare and like oh, one yeah. guy was like oh, I yeah. saw you yesterday asking like for money like this give you some story my car is being towed I was like oh is your car being towed again today sir like you're back again like people are just <laughs> relentless yeah. It is true, ladies and gentlemen. Every day that you listen at least 30 minutes on the Tom Bernard app or the Tom Bernard Show website, you can win a night in the suite at XL Energy Center to see the Minnesota Wild take on the Buffalo Sabres. But the real prize is that you get to meet both Tevin and AJ. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I need your digits because I'm going to give you each 30000 for doing that appearance. So I need all your information. You <laughs> send that over to me. You just won the lottery, too? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just now, just this very second notice <laughs> that I won the lottery. Uh, so, yeah, you can go to see the Wild take on the Buffalo Sabres, Tevin and AJ on Saturday, February 17th. Listen, register, and win all this week with the Tom Bernard podcast, which I think is a magnificent idea. No question about it. We've got to take a break. Be coming right back. Just a couple seconds. A little sports action. Judd Zolgad from Score North. Mike Lindell and my pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all of your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items such as mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels they have, the same technology as the bath towels that actually do absorb, which which is nice, a bath towel that actually absorbs. Good idea, Mike. They got dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, they got so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to mypillow.com or call 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM, T O M, and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM. The reason I spell it out, is because some people spell it T-H-O-M. 
and it still is Tom, but mine's just a T-O-M. So call 800-516-5146, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Tom. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. See? Hey, it's a new year. Why not treat yourself to a new gun from KNL Surplus and Ammo? I personally know Jim, the owner. Spent some time with him. He's a really good guy. He's been in the firearms business for over 15 years, too, so he knows what the hell he's doing. You know what I mean? Uh, he's been in the business for over 15 years, know how to set you up with a perfect firearm for your needs. KNL offers one of the widest selections of firearms in the region, including Beretta shotguns and Tika rifles. High school trap teams are starting to form now, and KNL has a great selection of SKB shotguns. KNL has Tika and SKB in both left and right hand models. KNL also has a broad range of ammunition, including both American and European calibers. If you have a collection of guns that you'd like to sell, call Jim at KNL so he can help you get the best price through his network. KNL Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive in Lana Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.klgunstore.com. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. The big sounder to bring in Judd Zolgad from Score North. What's happening, Home Smoke? Uh, not too much. Not too much, aside from the fact that the uh, Wolves, again, somehow managed to accomplish blowing a lead, a big lead again in the fourth quarter, and lost to the Chicago Bulls last night in overtime. What's the problem here, do you think? Oh, I think it's a multitude of things, but I mean, I, I've, I think it's also, uh, it needs to be corrected at some point in time. You know, they, they did this against the Magic Orlando on Friday night at Target Center, and then they had a big sit-down, come-to-Jesus film session on, uh, on Saturday, right? And yeah. so, like, now, okay, it's solved, and they came out on Sunday, and they beat the Rockets. So it's like, okay, now, now things are going to go back to the right. way that, that they were. And then last night, they, I mean, they literally pissed it away again. It's, there's no other way to describe it. They pissed it away. Let me ask you a question about that. And this is for all three of you, as a matter of fact, and anybody who wants to call in about it, too. I've always seen basketball at the high school, college, professional level, all the rest of it. That's the one sport where if you're not all playing together, you are not going to win. If only one of the five on the court is not playing the game the way everybody else is, it's going to throw the, the, the entire game off. That's how you can get blown out like that. You have big leads and you blow the big – because people are not working together and playing together. Correct? Tevin, go ahead. 
Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, because I mean, it is also a sport where you get one guy like a LeBron James or somebody that kind of can take over and dominate. But yeah, if you get one person that's not playing his role on defense, right. now you get random role player that gets a bunch of confidence and is going to drop 30 <laughs> on you. And so yeah, it can turn in the blink of an eye. And last night, yep. I yep. watched the game. They were up like 22 at half. And I was like, okay, they'll just kind of coast to a <laughs> victory. Like the Bulls aren't really going to put up a fight. And then all of a sudden I look up and it's, well, now we're only up 10. Now yeah. we're only up five. Now we're losing. And we, it's just they almost looked like they just coasted through the last, you know, quarter and overtime of the game. And it just yeah. not a good look for the team. It kind of reminds me of watching Channel 5 News on television. It goes very smoothly. The stories are great. And then Chris Eggert comes on and the thing just gets derailed, <laughs> yep. you know. What do you mean? He's a point guard, man. He is the point, point guard. <laughs> he is the point guard. That, You're absolutely right. That team. So, so here, here's the stat that that was posted by a place called Optostats after the Wolves game last night. Okay, the Chicago Bulls are the second sub 500 team in the history of the NBA to trail by 20 plus points at halftime against a team 20 plus games over 500 oh. and come back to win. The other time occurred in March of 1988. Uh, Charles Barkley, 76ers against Larry Bird Celtics. It, that's a remarkable, it is. remarkable screw up. By the <laughs> it's true. They just kind of lose focus, or I, I, again, they just assume they got it in the bag. And well, Tevin, you're a long, you know lifelong NBA fan. You figured they had it in the bag. Well, they're thinking the same thing. Ah, yeah. this game's in the bag. A 22 point lead. Now I'm going to start doing what I want to do. Oh, and uh, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens. You got to play as a team, or you're not mm-hmm. going to win, and that's just a fact. I will say this though: in the Timberwolves' defense, like the uh, Suns that Judd was talking about, the Bulls also have a Charles Barkley-like top fifty all-time NBA player on their roster. So that's probably why they came back, right, Judd? Yeah, but he got confidence too. To, to, yeah. to Tom's, you know, to Tom and your point, uh, and the Wolves just, you know, last night for the most part, they just fell apart defensively. Which has been, which is really disappointing, because right. that's where they've been, a lot of times, really good, really good. But I mean, this is how, this is the type of stuff they're going to make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. they're still going to be fine in in that area. But this is how you lose a first round playoff series. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's yep. crap like this. Basketball is such an interesting sport. It's it's totally different from any other sport in that. Well, I think I've told you the example before. I used to play. Uh, basketball at the YMCA on uh, West Broadway there. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, God, a thousand years ago. But I do, I'll never forget this as long as I live. They put me in the game, and I'm covering a guy who's about five foot five, And I'm not exaggerating. He was not taller than that. He might have been shorter than that. So I'm like, oh, see, this is going to be, took away my focus. Oh, this is going to be easy. I'm, a, you know, nine inches taller than this guy, eight inches taller. This is going to be ridiculous. So I'm, like, a little lackadaisical about it. First play of the game, he dunked over me. Oh, He's 5'5 five, five and can dunk a basketball, for Christ's sake. I'm like, I'm going home. I don't belong in this court with this man. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Those little guys can be good, man. Holy I, I, God. I thought you were going to say he just shot – the lights out but uh dunking that's that's really impressive and i'm not exaggerating he was could not have been more than five six i think he was about five five but he literally just never stopped going up into the air it's like he takes off and it's like 
Jesus, it was amazing. <laughs> You're like, something ah, to watch. Okay. So I just went home and watched Casey Jones. It was wonderful. It's fantastic, you know. Oh, Casey Jones, wow. That that predates me, but that's a legendary name. Roger Awesome, baby. One of the great guys you'd ever want to meet. He Channel 11, right? Channel 11, I believe you're right about that. Okay, well, let's really test everyone's knowledge. This is before all our time. Yep. You do remember the name Steve Cannon, Judd. I imagine you do. Oh, God, yeah. Now, you other two, do you even know who Steve Cannon was? I've heard you say the name before, but I couldn't oh, tell okay. you what he did. That sounds like like a like a stock car driver. <laughs> it does. That is Steve Cannon. My name well, is Steve Cannon. Steve Cannon comes around the turn and oh, into the wall he goes. I think it was his real name, wasn't it? Okay. I think so, yeah. Uh, Steve Cannon was his real name. I've never heard different. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Now I forgot what the hell I was going to say because we were arguing over the name Steve Cannon. But <laughs> no, it, it just, oh, I think. Now, you know what, I'll tell you. I'll tell you some other time because I, I don't want to mess it up now because he said something on the air one time about sports that I thought was brilliant. You know, he was a very funny guy. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, heck, he did what impersonations. Uh, Ma Linger, right? Ma Linger was Backlash phenomenal. LaRue. Let me tell you something, Steve-O. <laughs> That's how backlash. And then, oh, dear fellow. He had a gay character on. Yep. So what does that tell you? Yep. Would and that fly today? Who, <laughs> who was his book? Who was who his uh, Morgan Mundane? Morgan Mundane. Absolutely. Was the bookie. The dare. So th- this guy did voices uh, on his show on CCL. And for a long time, like as a kid, I'm like, how there's all these people in the studio. This is very impressive. They, yeah, right, because people thought they're like four or five different people, and they would go to the state fair, and Cannon wouldn't do the state fair because he had all these characters. Oh, he's not going to come. I really wanted to meet Ma Linger in person. That would have been yeah. so great to meet her. It would have been it's like, okay. What well, a good brilliant way. What a oh, yeah. brilliant oh, strategy yeah. to get out of the state fair, by the way. One of the great <laughs> lines of all time in the history of radio, somebody wrote a script for him, and I've mentioned this on the show before, but it's too great not to go to again. He's reading, you know, just like this. I'm going to read this. Uh, there's a copy that I'm going to read next, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, right? So he's reading it live on the air, and he's talking about honey-baked spiral-sliced ham, okay? And <laughs> Mollinger. Uh, I can't do the Mollinger character, but he, he could do it great. He said, uh, uh, well, Steve-O, uh, what do you think about this, that, and the other thing? And he's reading along. He goes, well, let me tell you something, Ma. It's really great stuff, and it's spittle sliced. They wrote on the copy spittle instead of spiral. <laughs> he was not happy about that. Oh, I'm I will sure he wasn't. You. He did not like that at all. It's spittle sliced. How do you miss say, that? I was going to say, what's spittle sliced? But yes, yeah, spiral makes <laughs> yeah. a hell of a lot more sense. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the great days of radio. So sports, we just already covered basketball. We got the Twins now are going to be on Valley, but we don't even know what the hell that yep. means. Go for basketball last night. Mm-hmm. Beat Michigan what? State. They are now 6-5. Yeah. and five. They are now uh, tied, I believe it is, for fourth place in the Big Ten. They were supposed to be atrocious again. Yes, this is a right. great story. This is very cool for Ben Johnson and that team. You know, I will tell you, just because of that arena, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but Willem Arena, as the head coach used to say back in the day, he could not say Williams Arena. <laughs> yeah, Willem, yeah. We'll play it. Willem, Willem Arena. He sometimes couldn't even say his own name. But he Remember could that? coach, man. Oh, he's a phenomenal and a great guy too. Did you ever meet him? 
Um, you know, I think I did once, but I've heard stories that, that he was just phenomenal. God, who was it? And then there was Tubby Smith was a guy yeah, for right, a while. Yeah. One of the greatest stories of all time. Remember, remember Whitey's, that, that delicatessen that was up on Hennepin and what was the cross street? It's right there. You know where Certix is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was about a block mm-hmm. behind Certix. It was a place okay. called Whitey's. It was a great tavern. Oh, yeah, that's still there. Yeah. That's still there, right, yep. exactly. Whitey's a great guy, as a matter of fact. I've known Whitey forever, but one of my favorites <laughs> We're sitting in there. I'm not with the guys. I happen to be in there at the same time as Tubby and the other guys. He goes, man, I'm having a big, big problem. And the other guy goes, why, what's the problem? He goes, every time a friend calls me from out of town, he goes, hey, where are you? And I have to go, I'm at Whitey's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was one of the greatest. I laughed so hard I thought I was going to joke today. Tubby Smith was a great guy, actually. Very nice man. And when we got him here, we thought we, I mean, it was huge because he had oh, won yeah. a national championship at Kentucky. Now, it turns out yep. he was being pushed out by Kentucky, but nonetheless, for us, we're like, this is unbelievable. How did they get this head coach who's won a national title? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, boy, I mean, that, that program has, just, has been just a revolving door. So it would be nice if they could. It, it's nice to just see him competitive, to be honest with you. You know, we can mention – all kinds of great coaches that that Jim Dutcher was a hell of a coach too. Let's not forget Jimmy Dutcher. Oh yeah, well he won the last Big Ten title, right? Because Clint did, never won a Big Ten title. Did yeah. did he? I think you're right about that. I do think you're right he about. Might that. Might have won one, but Dutcher. I because I remember I think it was '82 with with Brewer and that collection. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think he had. So yes, yeah they they had. They had a nice run there, unfortunately, because of that scandal circa, what, 85 or so, things fell apart. But uh, Clem got him back. I mean, Clem was phenomenal. Brewer, one of the greatest lines. Brewer was, what, seven foot two or something? Oh, God, yeah, he's huge. Seven three, maybe. Yep. He might have even been like seven foot three. Yep. And when I met him, I just walked over and I said, hey, nice to meet you, Mr. Brewer. I want to shake your hand. And he goes, okay, before you go any further, yeah, the weather's fine up here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought it was a great line. That is good. That the is climate good. changes at his height. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's heard that joke every oh, single yeah. time as the icebreaker, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what's the weather like up there, Randy? <laughs> so he used it on me instead. Yeah, of so he got ahead of you, and when when he should have known that you were not going to use that cliche joke, I was not. There's no question about it. It's just it's just not part of my realm, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it keeps coming up here and I'm getting calls because the Super Bowl is now only what, five days away, something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a four days away. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Jesus. It's only four days away. Is that right? Yeah. It's on Good Sunday. God. Yeah. It's right around the corner. But I'm getting all these calls from other people, like other radio stations, TV stations, all that stuff. So, Tom, and I'm not going to do any, I'm not, I told him I'm not doing any interviews on the rest of it because the Vikings piss me off to no end and all the rest of it. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's been since 1960. So it's been 64 years. Well, 63, actually, because we just got into the 64th year. And they haven't even come close to winning a Super Bowl. They were in four of them, got their ass handed to them in every one of those games. I don't know how I can still be a Viking fan after 64 years. And I, that's not true, really, because I didn't start following them until I was about, what, 16, something like that, maybe. So I, I followed, started following them, like, I guess, 
the mid-60s. Does that make sure. sense, doesn't it? Yep, absolutely. The mid '60s, something like that. But the team has never even come close to winning a Super Bowl. They've been in four, never were close. So, what do you tell people about that? I tell them that's the plight of of being a a sports fan in this state. <laughs> that's that's what I tell true. them. I mean, you think Good about call. it. They, you know, again, there there's not been a men's championship among the four teams that we focus Jeez. on the most. Since 1991. 91. So it's just, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. I It, it is, um, I forget, we, we set some new mark again when somebody won something. It is the longest stretch, you know, for as, as many teams as we have. Mm-hmm. It is the longest stretch to not have a championship. I mean, 1991 now is a long time ago. Absolutely. You're, you're talking to me, about it doesn't feel like it, but it is. 33 years, pal. I know. That is a long time. No I know. Question about it. So that's what so. I tell them. I, I, it does feel like there's a general uh, bonding among sports fans here, though, because of that, because we're all like, this is just, it's incredible. And I know I say this all the time. And you have to understand something. Where I grew up, it, it's very common for this thing to happen. But literally there are two people left of all the guys I used to watch the Vikings with. Uh, all but two of them are dead. And they didn't die of old age, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so that wasn't the issue. But honest to God, all the guys, we used to go up, my friend Roy, Royal Matson, who's no longer with us, he passed away a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, his his father and mother had a cabin up in Siren, Wisconsin. Oh, sure. So we would go up there, drink like fish, watch the Viking game. Well, first of all, Friday and Saturday, we'd drink like fish. And then we played a touch football game on Saturday going into the Super Bowl. Okay. And God, that was fun. I will never, we'd go to that cabin for the Super Bowl or whatever it was. Everybody just having a ball, nobody being a prick, just laughing, joking, having a great time. What are you going to do? And then, of course, that one time, what's the name of the big bar down there in Siren or up there in Siren, I should say? Uh, What's the name of that bar? God, it's huge. Hmm, I'm not sure. Can't remember it, but we went in there, and there were four of us, and there were about 200 Wisconsinites from Siren, Wisconsin, and one of my dopey friends, who's also dead now, but he deserves it, decided it was a good idea, when it was 200 against four, to hit a guy in the head with a beer bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We just kind of went into the tuck and laid on the ground and let him kick the piss out of us, because otherwise we'd have been killed. Yeah, let's not do that again. What do I you think? I you go back to that bar a lot after that. Uh, I put on sunglasses. You know, the other problem was is that the guy who had the liquor store in the same building is a huge KQ Morning Show listener. So, oh, no kidding. So every time I went, hey, there's that guy. Here he is what, again. what was the one, Tom, in, in, in Hudson that advertised on KQ for a long time? Was it Dibbo's? Oh, Dibbo's, yeah, absolutely. Dibbo's. Dibbo's. There was another one called the Halftime. No, where's Halftime Rec? Where was that? Was that I Wisconsin? Think, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. There I are a ton good. of bars. The Dibbo's, I, I, I Dibbo's, remember, because yeah. the first time I heard that spot, I'm like, Hudson, Wisconsin, which turns out, of course, is not far. But um, I just remember they advertised for years. Yeah, they did. And then, of course, there's the other one over there. They, I can't remember the name of it anymore, but it was the, the best bar by a dam site because it was right by a dam in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that that's very good, That's baby. very good. All right, Pally. Well, we're uh, we're slogging through. Still don't have uh, any team to watch that's any good. But other than that, the Gophers are getting better. 
Yes, yes. The gopher, the gopher basketball is improving, and that's good because I, I think we're all in agreement that when Williams Arena is rocking, it's a hell of a lot more fun in this town. Yeah, there's well, no question about good. it. No at question. Least that's good. I love that place so much. I literally love that building. I was lucky enough to play some basketball. Obviously, just pick up games with Don Shelby on that floor. What a thrill that was, man! Just to be on the same floor as all those great players over the years. I bet great. you didn't get a shot off, though. I did not. <laughs> I bet How you do did you a know that? Of, you've told some of the story before, and I know Shelby is really good. So Shelby's a hell of a good basketball I was player. Guessing he is. Don was spotting up and shooting the ball more often than you were. Let's say Don. Don had, well, he was a lot better than me, so good for him. I was good at, like, running into people and, you know, accidentally holding onto their shirt when they tried to jump. Yep. You know, that kind of stuff. Boxing out. That was my expertise. Boxing out, baby. Box out. Yep. Jed, we will talk to you again tomorrow morning. All right. Yes, you will. I'll talk to you then. Looking forward to it, sir. Thank you very much. We'll take Bye -bye. a break. Be right back. Egret. What's his name? Egret? I always forget. Uh, that sounds right, yeah. if I'm remembering Egret. correctly. Mm -hmm. Egret. We'll be right back. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? You want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream, and I ain't playing. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination, Key West, grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota, started out, uh, started out helping his friends find homes locally and in Florida, and now he can help you. If you're considering living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in Realty, and that would, of course, be Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesota friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred leader, uh, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us as she hails from Sartell, Alexandria. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your local friends and contact Matt and Kristen. They're terrific people. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Or call Matt, 612-791-2345, 612-791-2345, and work with local professionals that you can trust. Hi, guys. It's Chris Eggert from Channel 5 Morning News, along with my friends Megan Newquist and Ken Barlow. In the morning, we pride ourselves on sharing people's stories. I've been lucky enough to be part of this 5 Eyewitness News morning team for more than a decade now. This is where I've raised my kids and working alongside my friends for all these years. We're like a family too. We are family, Chris. Working with you and Ken and Hannah, it is such an honor to help folks start their day every morning on Channel 5. We get to catch people up on the news that's happening, and Hannah is here to keep an eye on the traffic around town. And when it comes to weather, I know people rely on me to plan their day and get their family out the door. Over the last 10 years, there are so many memories and so many laughs. I just love sharing the forecast alongside you guys. I feel the same way, Ken. To all you who start your day with us here on Channel 5, we think of you as family, too. Thanks for turning on 5 Eyewitness News in the mornings. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. What do you think of that action? That was very professional, I thought. 
Let's take a second to talk about my bank, North American Banking Company. If you own a business or are thinking about starting one, make sure you check out my friends at North American Banking Company. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, turn to their experts because they are locally owned and operated. Loan decisions are made here in the Twin Cities. They're not shipped out of state. This helps business owners expand with confidence. So if you're looking for a better banking experience, why not bank with my friends at North American Banking Company? Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. You certainly are. Every day that you listen for at least 30 minutes on the Tom Bernard app or the Tom Bernard Show website, you can win a night in the suite at XL Energy Center to see the Minnesota Wild take on the Buffalo Sabres with Tevin and AJ. That's on Saturday, February 17th. Listen, register, and win all this week with the Tom Bernard podcast. I said listen right now, damn it. Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Mr. Eggert, what's the latest in the news? What up? How are you guys? Would it be like Freaky Deaky? What up? Yes. <laughs> yes. I was at breakfast yesterday. That was good. Okay. Uh, very, very good. Hipster place. Super called the Breakfast Club in, in Uptown. Man, oh. I've not been I've not been around in Uptown for a minute, and it's like there's a whole bunch of new restaurants and mm-hmm. kind of you know they're kind of trying to get people coming back down there again. And I, I I guess the place is super packed like every weekend. So okay, Andy, do you happen to know the Siren area at all? Siren, Wisconsin. Yeah. Not really. Why? Because there's a bar that's been there forever, and I used to. It used to pop right into my head, and I cannot think what the name of the bar is. Oh, no, sorry. It's very good. It's a a great place to hang out, unless, of course, you hit somebody in the head with a beer bottle, and then they start kicking the piss. Yeah, that's that's, that's not good. I could tell you about, like, maybe Bunnies in St. Louis Park. Um, Bunnies? I loved Bunnies. (laughs) Yeah, I lost some money on pull tabs there about a week ago. Sad. You know what's wonderful about that? You go to a place called Bunnies, and your bartender's name is Crazy. <laughs> you ever you ever had Crazy as your bartender? I don't think so, but oh. I've never. Never. That's fun. Him. Oh, Crazy's a great guy. I, I don't know him really well. He's a friend of uh, Kendall Norberg and and a couple other people that I know. Yeah. Kevin Osgard. But Crazy's a great guy. Or at least I, I haven't that. talked to him in years. But I'm digging the name. That's for sure. Dig the name Crazy, baby. Crazy. I'm crazy. We're feeling so lonely. I'm going to talk about this in a couple, uh, about, about a half an hour anyway. But uh, Kristen Burt told me to watch the movie We Are the World. It's not mm-hmm. called that. It's called yeah, something I, else. Uh, the greatest, I, greatest Night in Pop. Night Pop yeah. Greatest Night in Pop. I just yeah. watched it a couple days ago. It's so good. Oh, my God, is that thing great. You know, the, the very sad part, though, was Bob Dylan. That was so sad. Yeah, he watch. didn't look great. Maybe he was high. Well, that's a possibility. I love Bob Dylan. Don't get me wrong. I just love that man. I never met him. I walked past him once when he was sitting on a bench at Lake Calhoun, and I didn't have the balls to stop and say hello. But So I've never met him, ran into him once. But what a talent. What a brilliant lyricist. His lyrics are amazing. Well, and it, it was that was what was so interesting about that documentary is to sort of like see the people who were uncomfortable in that situation. Yeah. And, yep. and like I enjoyed the Huey Lewis part too, like Huey talking about how everybody else got a chance to like really kind of like practice their their 
one little line they got and then he wasn't getting a chance and how he was like right. freaking out on the inside and was just so yep. nervous about it. It was really good. So what did you guys think? Now, AJ, have you seen it? Yeah, I uh, finished it last night. So you finished it last night, mm-hmm. too. So you've yep. all three seen it. Yep. What did you think about what Waylon Jennings said and walked off the set? That was probably <laughs> the most relatable part to me. When, like, Because he was just like, you know what? I don't understand why Swahili has anything to do with what we're doing right now. I'm and out. It didn't. Actually, <laughs> no, like, and it didn't. It had nothing to do with anything. It had like, nothing to do with it. They even chose a different language. Did they ever record that line? Because I don't remember that line being recorded. No, no I don't, I think, don't think so. So Waylon Jennings puts on his cowboy hat and walks out. I thought it was pretty <laughs> on brand for Waylon Jennings, right? Like yeah, that was true. like the least surprising. Eh, that seems like something Waylon Jennings would do. <laughs> I would have to agree with you on that one. But yeah, I wanted to I'm gonna thank Kristen about what about a half hour from now, something like that. A little more, forty five minutes. That thing from the beginning to the end was phenomenal. God, that was good. Uh, it was. It's was, it was a good show. If you haven't Easy seen it, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. What's the name of it again? The Greatest Night Greatest in Pop. Night. Yeah. Greatest Night in Pop. We Are the World. This is the making of the song, We Are the World, which is one of the great songs of all time anyway, I think. But And then we saw, you know, all those different superstars all in one room. I mean, my God. It did cause some, I don't know, uneasiness because this is my idea. Yeah, well, this is my idea. No, I want to oh, do sure. this. Sure. They were doing, and how that. could it not with all those right. egos in the right. room, right? And how about how about our guy Prince just saying, mm, "I don't think so." <laughs> I'm telling you, that <laughs> guy, you saw his talent on that. He was not on a lot. They showed him once in a while. What a talent that man was! Did you ever get to see him live? Mm-mm. What a God, love to us at the Met Center. Catherine and I saw him at the Met Center many, many years ago. First thing I ever saw Prince was at the Met. We saw so many great, you know, at the Met Center, a building that's no longer even there. Kath and I saw Prince. We saw Stevie Wonder. We saw Pavarotti. I mean, that play, it was unbelievable. Wow. The, the shows they used to get in that building. Phenomenal. Fantastic. That's where so, I met Louis Nanny, so that's even better, right? Well, yeah, Louis yeah. Nanny. That's yeah. right up there. Good. Don't, he is. I'd, I'd rather sit for an hour. Uh, I won't say that. I was going to say I'd rather sit for an hour with with Louie and hear stories than sit for an hour with Prince. I mean, obviously, I can't sit with Prince for an hour, but. Well, I had my great conversation with him. You heard about that. Yeah. I was over at Cliff Siegel, who's now Lauren Siegel, uh, at his house, and Prince walked by, looked at me and went, Hi. That was our entire conversation. There you go. Good. Yeah. There you go. The, the only thing I've heard about meeting Prince is you weren't allowed to look him in the eye. Oh, no. You're right. Where, he did not like that. Which, I, Louie Nanny, you can look in the eye. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I might take the hour with Louie because, you know, he'd talk to you too, right? Like yeah. the whole Prince thing, depending on what kind of mood he was in or whatever, you might not get a conversation out of him. No, Louie's definitely more likely to dish the dirt about his career over time. Prince isn't going to yes. come in here and talk some ass about, you know, everybody else. Yeah, not happening. You know, Louie Nanny... The first time I ever met him, it was again, it was at the Met Center back when the North Stars were playing at the, at the Met Center. And I got a call that uh, Chairman Nanny would like you to, to come to the, uh, the owner's suite and have dinner with him, and there are going to be a, some people there. I said, oh, what an honor, Catherine and I, you know, so we suit up and we go over there. 
and the chairman of Musicland at the time, and the chairman of this, and the cha- there are all these chair people, and then there's Catherine and me, and we're sitting there. And the reason I even bring that up, there were about probably at dinner time, probably about 12 people at the table. This is why, this is the first time I ever met him. This is why I love Louie Nanny more every day when I think of him. I look down the row. We were eating pork chops. We were having pork chops, mashed potatoes, and I don't know. It was a really good dinner anyway. But here's Lou from the Sioux, picks up the old pork chop bone, starts sucking the marrow out of the bone. (laughs) Yeah, he did. That's my kind of guy right there, baby. (laughs) I've loved Louie Nanny ever since, I'll tell you that. He's sucking the marrow out of a pork bone. Good for him. That's a... (laughs) Don't want any waste. No, hell no. That stuff is good. That marrow is pretty good, though, I guess. I've never had it, but I heard it's good. So any horrible things we should talk about in the yeah, news? Yeah, I suppose before I go, um, we uh, did, I did tell you about that fire up at Lutzen. Oh, yeah. Today. We don't really know much more about it today other than we know that nobody was hurt. We have a reporter up there overnight. Sounds like there might have been some hot spots that, that flared up. Also, a story that I think is getting is going to get a little more discussion over the next couple of days. Excel Energy is trying to change how it bills people charging for specific times of the day and not a flat rate. Mm-hmm. It, they, they say it's going to save you money, AJ. No. They say it's going to no save way. you money. No, no company has ever no. done anything out of their own free will to save people money. No, I saw a breakdown of this, and it's like you're going to save a lot of money, a lot of money, if as long as you do all of your chores and, like, your laundry and all that stuff between midnight and 6 a.m. All the night, yeah. So if you do it then, you're saving a lot of money. But if you do it when, when normal people are up and doing things around, like, 3 p.m. to, like, 8 p.m. Or 3 p.m. to, like, 8, a, uh, 8 p.m., that's, like, mm-hmm. their busy time. It skyrockets. So you're going to charge more. And then, like, their average time is going to increase off of what it is now. So in reality... They're just you're gonna get charged more. Yeah. So I'm I'm fully against this. I'm fully against all of this. It just sounds like a way for the to charge money, and then it's like, yeah. well, we're giving you the option. No, it, de- not, it definitely seems a little fishy to me. Nobody's waking <laughs> I mean, up at two a.m. to do laundry. Okay. Right. Except for a bunch of like losers like all of us who did overnight random hour radio for a bunch of years. That's true. You know, Tom, get up at one o'clock in the morning, throw some laundry in, head down right. to the KQ. You know what I'm saying? So essentially, oh, I was at. Oh, that's KSTP. I did overnights. KSTP. You did overnights there? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I – well, I started on weekends and went to – over. well, I started running the Jesus tapes on Sunday. It's a good job for you. And, of course, uh, my great uh, story there, 1,500 KSTP, running the Jesus tapes on uh, Sunday. Uh, there was the Polish hour where the service was in Polish. Only, unfortunately for Uncle Tommy, who was 18 years old at the time, it was tails out. I ran it. It was running backwards, but it sounded like Polish to me, so I, didn't, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> it was running, and the people were pissed. Like, you think that's funny? Is that what, you think that's funny? It's like, what are you talking about? It is that pretty is funny, funny, though. It is pretty yeah, funny, funny. funny. Yes, actually, I do. <laughs> now, we get, man, I'm getting some messages from people. Unbelievable. You know a guy named Eric Perez? Yeah, he messages in all the time for the show. Does he? Because More he listening. said that Kevin Smith has great stories about Prince. Yes, he he. Uh, Kevin Smith worked with Prince, or at least tried to, uh, yeah, one time. Yeah. And it's pretty much the entire story is a lot of just like him waiting around, waiting for Prince sure. to like say, "Okay, now now we can conversate." And then right. it's just him going back. So, 
when you work with Prince, you're truly on his schedule. Well, should we try to get Kevin Smith on the show or Eric Perez on the show or somebody? Yeah, we could try. Kevin Smith looks like he's a director and film producer. We could reach out to his people. Yeah, he's and... done like uh, Mallrats, Clerks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, absolutely. Yep. Funny but dude. Eric, I mean, if Eric knows the story, he could. Eric could probably tell. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. I'd love to hear the story, though, because just being around Prince that one day, like I said, I said hello. He said hello to me, and I said hello to him, and that was about it, but. He was, but you are right. He did not make eye contact. He does not. He did not like making eye contact. I do remember that. But Chris, I know you have other duties with more important uh, things. To I'm deal not with. sure it's more important, but I do have other duties. Yes. All right, Channel 5's Chris Eggett is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation. 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert, who's better than you? Oh, good. You got rid of him just before I gave him a compliment. You got him out of here. <laughs> That was a great move. I didn't want to be nice to him to his face. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be very, very painful. So, yeah, Kevin Smith, he's a hell of a talent. There's no question. But I did not know Kevin Smith ever worked with Prince, though. Yeah, I, I think he tried to shoot his – the story is like he wanted to shoot a music video for Prince. And mm-hmm. he was pretty much bending over backwards. And this is, you know, somebody may chime in and say this is wrong. But, yeah, it's just a lot of him jumping through hoops, like sitting and waiting for hours because he's like, you know, it's Prince. How am I going to pass up working <laughs> with Prince? Um, right. And his assistant would come on and be like, well, he's just, uh, he, 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 he's not ready to talk to you yet. And it's like, I've been here for six hours. What do you mean he's not ready to talk to me yet? So, yeah. Yeah, well, he's. Not ready, he's not ready. That's just the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, Owen Husney, who, of course, I believe he was the one that discovered Prince, was he not, Owen? Ooh, that is a great That's question. over my head. I'm not yeah. sure. So Owen Husney, really great guy. Again, I bring it up, you know, Cliff Siegel, because we spent a lot of time over Cliff Siegel's house back in the day, and all those people would come. I mean, well, when I was watching that uh, show, what's the name of the woman from Minneapolis, again, that's, that's on that show? She's on the We Are the World thing. Oh, God. From Minneapolis. Sheila E. There oh, Sheila E. Yep. Yeah. And Owen did <clears throat> she discover Prince. What a. Yeah, Owen discovered Prince. That's exactly right. But Sheila E. would. She used to come into the KQ Morning Show once in a while, and then she was on the family podcast a couple of times. What a sweetheart of a woman. What a talent. That man could mm-hmm. find talent, I will tell you that. Yeah, I felt bad for Sheila E. in the documentary just because they essentially brought her. I mean, she was talented, and they probably did want her on, but it was mainly. Maybe if we bring her in, she'll convince Prince to show up. Well, that's, you know, that's probably part of it. But, yeah, she was terrific on there, too. But uh, what the hell, right? Right. You know. Oh, we got to take a break here, don't we? We don't have to yet, do we? We do, actually. Yeah. And we, uh, we have oh, a little God, surprise change on the fly. I'm not sure if you've seen kind of the, way, the stuff we directed yeah. to you. Uh, Jesse the Shrink stopped by the studio. He's here to promote his uh, upcoming comedy show at Camp Bar uh, going on tomorrow night. Jesse the Shrink is with us right after this. Is that what you're saying? That's what we're saying. Yes, sir. Jesse the Shrink is up next. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell maybe not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home but it's also the biggest air filter in your house 
Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway. Don't forget Dirt and Dander's favorite hiding place, your air ducts. This month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. Call Zero Res right now, 952-ZERO-RES, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business Zero Resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same. Zero res. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take Personal Care Dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was quite the statement, don't you think? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Jesse the Shrink. Now, Jesse, I have a question for you. Yes. Yes. Um, can we do about a seven-minute segment here? And then if you want to, do you want to stay and talk to William Stanford Davis, who is the janitor on... Uh, Abbott Elementary, phenomenal show. You ever watch that show? I've not seen that show, no. It's really good, really, really good. Okay. The woman who, who owns the show, runs the show, stars in the show, looks like she's about 4 foot 10. Wouldn't you guys agree with that, about 4'10"? Yeah. That sounds it, about right. Generous. That's about it. So, Jesse, what's the latest? But anyway, if you want to stay for that interview as well, it'd be great to have you. Okay. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, I heard you guys need a therapist. What's uh, what's <laughs> what's going on, you guys? What's what's happening here? I'm a family therapist, so uh, what's what's the problem, Tom? What's, okay, what's I have happening? a question for you. Uh-huh. You just found out that I need therapy, really? <laughs> you didn't know about I, that? I suspected for a while, you know, but I didn't want to overstep. <laughs> it was confirmed. Your people reached out to me. They said, Tom needs an intervention. Can you come in? We'll put it under the guise of you need to promote a comedy show. I said, let's do it. So 
Just, Here we go, Tom. Favorite. You got the floor. Talk to me. My favorite therapist story of all time. Mm. My my Perry Roth was his name. Just a great guy. And I'm sitting in his uh, office and I'm talking to him about this, that, and the other thing. And he said, "Oh, you know, I can only talk for a couple of minutes, and you'll have to leave because I have a client come in uh, in about two, three minutes." I said, "Yeah, it's fine." I just came by to say hello and all the rest of it. The two, three minutes went by, then five minutes, and ten minutes, nothing. Nobody ever showed up, you know, nobody knocked at the door, no anything. So I talked to him for, uh, the guy's about a half an hour late, and I said, you know what, i got to get going. So uh, I will talk to you later, Perry, great to see you. I went over, opened the door, and his client was standing at the door in a karate pose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and apparently, according to janitor, had been there for about a half hour. Wow. He was standing there in a karate pose for a half an hour. <laughs> Who was he waiting for? Yeah, I don't right. know. Jesse, you're the shrink. What was he waiting for? I have for? no idea what he was waiting for. <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh, that's great. But yeah, there have been some interesting conversations I've had. Uh, you know, do you know most of the guys in town that do therapy? Uh, I know a fair amount. Fair amount of yeah. Renee Sternow is a really good friend of mine. I love Renee Sternow. You know Renee at all? I don't know. I don't know. Oh Renee. God, he's a great guy. Uh-huh. Very smart man. So how did you get involved in and first of all, I understand how you go from Jesse the Shrink to doing stand up comedy because there's a lot to talk about. Oh, there's yeah. no question. Oh yeah, no shortage. <laughs> there's no, no shortage. shortage of material. Uh, so I can ask you this, and then I will shut up, I promise. What the hell's wrong with the world? Everybody is pissed off at everybody else, and everybody hates everybody. What is that, Jesse? Yeah, you can uh, you can feel the tension, can't you? It's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it is. Yep. Yeah. Why? Why are they falling for this? I don't know, man. I mean, sometimes I think, sometimes I think what's happening a little bit in the world is you got, you know, we all have kind of some primal... <clears throat> some primal fears right we have like some instinctual things some survival mm-hmm. responses sure. right you know and we also have some people in the world who know how to tap into those mm-hmm. right who know how to kind of get that going within us and i think that that's a lot of a lot of what's happening right now but i mean i and maybe i didn't notice this before jesse but the extreme political positions in all the world now just not the united states but if you're a lefty man you're a lefty and if you're a righty you're a righty and everything you say is wrong and i hate you it's like why do you want to be so extreme calm down right yeah yeah it's like we're losing that uh we're losing i don't think we're losing the ability but like i certainly wish we could shine more of a light on it right the ability to go let's empathize with everybody you know what if you're on the left you don't have some kind of a wicked agenda. You're not an evil human being. Same thing if you're on the right. right. You can empathize right. and go, hey, here's the deal. We're all human beings. At our core, we're all good people. You know what I mean? We all mm-hmm. care. We're all just looking at things through a different lens. And I think right now one of the problems is, is a lot of us are not trying to put ourselves in other people's shoes and understand where they're coming from, right? And that's what I'm talking about. We're getting a lot of messaging that's tapping into that it is the others. It's not us. It's the others. The others yes. have an yeah. agenda. But if you take the yep. time to get to know those people, and that's one of the things that I truly love about being a therapist, I get to meet with people from all walks of life, right? Oh, I yeah. get to take the time yep. to hear their story, to listen to them. They're all good people, right? I agree 100%. I, hey, look, you guys deal, you men and women deal with some interesting people and people, you know, trying to get through some tough times and... Mm-hmm. It was recommended, I think, when I was 19 years old uh, that I 
maybe go see a therapist. Just I went and saw Perry Roth, who's unfortunately no longer with us. But, mm. but you know, I grew up in a house without a father, and my mother and my two sisters raised me, and it was in North Minneapolis on Plymouth Avenue, and mm-hmm. a lot of strife and turmoil. So I think it's good to have people like you out there that, you know, that people can go talk to them and go, hey. And one thing about talking to a therapist, if you've never been and you think you want to go, let me say this. Mm. You are not going to be judged for one second for Absolutely. what you say, what you think, or what you do. There is no judgment. Absolutely. Which I love. I yeah. love that. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I actually, early in my career, would do in-home therapy. And uh, over North Minneapolis, Plymouth Avenue in that area, I'd go into a lot of, a lot of people's homes, right? And uh, I'd get to, uh, that was kind of a cool thing. You get, get to go into people's homes. You get to see the environment that they're in. You get to kind of better yes. understand the things that uh, affect them. And then, yeah, too, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, but the main guy who influenced my approach to therapy, his name was Carl Rogers. He's not around anymore. Oh, yeah. But he was a, he was a therapist who kind of changed the game. You know, we used to have kind of Freudian-type stuff, right? Carl Rogers comes along, and uh, he kind of goes, hey, you know what? Enough of this whole thing of here's a therapist up here as the expert. Here's the patient down here. Right. Right? Therapist has to fix the patient. Carl Rogers came along, and he goes, no, 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 no. We're right. all human beings. They're our clients. They're not patients. And he goes, here's the best thing we can do. We can provide an environment where our clients can be open, truly open, about what they feel, about what they think. And what we can do is we can accept them unconditionally. Right? It's a great point. We, we really empathize with them because you're out in the world, whether you're at work, uh, whether you're at a family get-together, whatever it might be, how often do we restrict ourselves? How often do we hold back? Because what might be the consequences? What are people going to think? If you can provide an environment where somebody can come in and be truly themselves no matter what they have to say, and you can provide that and go, that's valid. Yeah. That's valid. That's normal. Yep. It's okay. It can, it can change a person's life. We don't, we don't get enough of that. Go back to your point. Everybody's doing this right now Boy, right oh my god if i could just get everybody into one big therapy session go let's listen to each other let's accept each other let's understand each other right oh my god the the way that people's lives would change would be amazing and then i'm fortunate to be able to see that on a smaller scale an individual person a couple a family but on a societal level oh that would be wonderful you know, Jesse, you, you got problems now because we're going to have to have you in about at least once a month because we've got about <laughs> six billion things to talk to you about. I, I like it, man. I, uh, I, 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 be it, going into the, the comedy world, uh, you know, I, I can get uh, extra business there for therapy, and I'll come in here. We'll get some business from you guys. You have me in once a month. Absolutely. Not, not a bad deal. <laughs> Tev and AJ, you could tee this up, bring them in once a month because i got a billion things to talk to Jesse about. Absolutely. Uh, Let's do it. We can, yeah, we definitely can make that work. I love it. So many great things. But I love the fact, you know what it shows me about Jesse the Shrink? Mm. Jesse, it shows me that you sit and listen to many, many sad things every day, some horrifying things and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. and you still strive to make people laugh at places like Laugh Camp. Now, you're there this weekend, Laugh Camp? We're going to be there tomorrow night, actually, Thursday night. So we're Thursday, Thursday night, okay. yeah, Thursday night okay, show. Good. They bring in uh, they bring in national headliners on the weekends. So we're coming mm-hmm. in Thursday night. And we're doing the midlife crisis show, and you know it's it it actually is kind of like it has a feel of blending my two worlds of stand up comedy, absolutely, and therapy because I give it kind of a group therapy feel. This will be the second time we've done this show. We did the first one back in August. You had Jeff Fozer on mm-hmm. uh, back mm-hmm. in August to promote the first show, and uh, it's wonderful because one of the things I focus on in therapy a lot of times with people is. How do you adjust to the stage of life that you're in? Every single one of us in here can relate with that, right? 
Like, like Tom, how old, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 72. You're 72. Okay. Mm -hmm. Both of my parents are 72. That represents a stage of life that you're in, right? It's, it's, it's kind mm -hmm. of a new stage of life where you start to see things, experience things, and it's an adjustment. Yeah. So there's stress that goes with it. So I'm sitting around talking with uh, a comedian named Todd, Todd Skoda several months ago, who's a middle-aged comedian. And he's talking about how he can't relate with a lot of the young comics that are out there and what he's hearing these days. And all of a sudden, I start to combine therapy and comedy where I'm thinking, we need to get a bunch of middle-aged comedians. We need to pack a room with some middle-aged audience members. We need to share our stories so that the people in the audience can hear these stories, they can relate, and they can find a way to laugh at the same time. That's very therapeutic. No question about it. Now, AJ, do you want me to go to break, or should we hold the break for after William Stanford well, Davis? If you don't mind, let's hit the break here quick. We'll come you back with the fabulous Mr. William Stanford Davis right after that. Jesse, you're never getting rid of me now. I, want you to I love it. I love it. Glad to hear it. Right, we'll, we'll be right back with both Jesse the Shrink and William Stanford Davis, one of my... Oh God, I love this guy. We'll be right back. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine. Box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. 
You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. Thank God you're listening to that because then I don't have to get a real job. So that works for me. Jesse the Shrink, our in-studio guest, is William ready to go? Yeah, he is. He's all set. William Stanford Davis. Okay, I, I got to start. William, how are you today? I'm good, Tom. How about yourself, man? Well, magnificent, except for the fact that I'm not worthy. I'm a huge fan of yours, so I don't feel worthy to interview you, but don't worry about it, all right? Well, I'm glad to be here with you. You are very uh, worthy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I love Abbott Elementary. I love your character because I will tell you, honest to God, William, I don't know how you developed that character, what you witnessed in your own life, but I went to North High School in, uh, in North Minneapolis, and the okay. janitor there had the exact same attitude that your character does on Abbott Elementary. I just love that. I do. I think this guy's seen everything. You know, he's He's it, uh, enigmatic, I think, is a good word. He's a bit of an enigma. You never know what he's going to say or do. And uh, the fact that he's a conspiracy theorist, I think that makes him so delicious. You know, I love, I love playing this guy. God, listen to this. William Stanford Davis is an award-winning, classically trained actor and veteran of both stage and screen with close to 100 credits. See, now, William, that makes sense to me because you can take – because you you know you've studied you classically trained actor you studied this stage screen all the rest of it, so when you get into character you really get into character don't you? Yeah, you have to commit to his reality, one hundred percent. You know, and that and that's the fun part of it. You know, committing to who this guy is. You know, you never. And then once again, too, we all have some of that in us too. You know, we have to find that in us also. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Are you having a great time? First of all, William, the show is doing great, so congratulations. Thank you. Now, the it one thing great, I got... Great time. Excuse me, sir, what did you say? I said we're having a great time. You know, the, oh, yeah. The, cast, the, the, the writing, it's just a, a, an honor to be on the show, and we're just having a great time. We have a lot of fun when we're working. Now, I got to ask you a question. It might be a, little bit, a bit untoward, but I got to ask a question because I watched uh, I've watched every episode so far of Abbott Elementary, by the way, on ABC and Hulu. Uh, the premiere is uh, tonight, right? This this uh, season's premiere is tonight, is it not? Super size tonight. There's a two episode episode, and oh. uh, I'm hoping everyone will t- tune in. I think there'll be some surprises. Oh, if you have not seen it, ladies and gentlemen, the show is hilarious, got many different positions. I do have to ask you, though, Mr. Davis, how do you work with so many beautiful women? That's what I want to know. It's tough, man. It's tough. <laughs> They're all so kind. They all, you know, they all look out for me. You know, I'm the, I'm the old man in the crew. <laughs> so they all kind of look out for me. They make it. They make it really easy for me to come to work. They, they kind of take care of me, and they're just so kind. So and, and, as actors to work with them, they are so generous with what they bring to the table. Man, they give you a lot to work with. Oh, I think I don't know who put the cast together, but they did a magnificent job. Obviously, yourself included, William Stanford Davis. Just plays a wonderful role on that show. But I, I don't know who did put that cast together, but they did a hell of a job, William. Give the credit to Quentin Brunson. She knew exactly who, yeah. who she wanted, what she wanted. I said every everything you see in Abbott, 
has her fingerprints on it, from the cast to everything you see in the halls to the, the blinking, unworking lights. That's all Quinta. And she knew exactly who she wanted and how she wanted the roles to be presented. And uh, I think that everyone should give her credit for that. Oh, no question about it. William Stanford Davis, I want you to meet Jesse the Shrink. He's in studio. Jesse, Hello, you watch Abbott Elementary? I have not seen it, no. Oh, my God, it's a great show. It, it, honestly. <laughs> William's not going to talk to you now. Forget like it. I'm not. Well, see, William, there's a balance here. He hasn't seen it yet, but he will now. And I've seen every single episode, some of them more than once. So there's a nice balance in the universe. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Jesse is a comic, right? So he, he would love it because there's a lot of stand-up comics in our show, probably people that you know and people that you've worked with. Nice. Oh, I think that's probably true, yeah. But I know I know you only got about one more minute with us, William. But honest to God, your character reminds me so much of a real guy that I knew at North High School. Did, did, was there somebody that inspired you? Was there a was there a janitor in your life that inspired you? Mr. Glover, back when I was in elementary school, I remember oh. this man to this day. I remember what he looked like. I remember how he walked and talked. But he was a good guy deep down in his heart. But he knew he knew all the business of the school. He knew every child that played. We call it playing hooky back when I was a kid. The skip school. He yep. knew the parents. He was there for breakfast. You know, this guy, he was into everyone's business. But he was also, uh, like I said, very opinionated. And, I, and when you're a kid, you, I thought he was very smart. I thought he was, uh, uh, and, and, you know, he, he did a lot of things. He, you know, we play on the blacktop. We play football. We get out and play football with us. Sure. Like that. So, he's a good guy. No William, you got to come back again. Ten minutes is not long enough. We got to get you back on the show very, very uh, soon. All right? Thank you for having me, Tom. Thank you, sir. William Stanford Davis, ladies and gentlemen. New season of Al- Abbott Elementary on ABC and Hulu. Supersized premiere. A couple of episodes tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, 8 p.m. Uh, it doesn't say if that... Is that Central Time or is that Eastern? Yeah, that's 8 p.m. Central Time for yeah. us. It's 8 p.m. Central. I wanted to, I'm glad they, they do that that way. But his character, he kind of stays in the background until there's something important. Then he steps... I mean, it, he plays a phenomenal character on that show. Uh, Jesse, you got you got uh, 20 more minutes? Yeah, I can stick around. Excellent. Why don't we take a break? We'll be right back. We have Jesse the Shrink and a woman who needs a shrink, Kristen Burt, will join us <laughs> right after this. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell maybe not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home but it's also the biggest air filter in your house lucky for you zero res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their love your rug special get three rooms zero resified starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway don't forget dirt and dander's favorite hiding place your air ducts this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean Call Zero Res right now, 952-ZERO-RES, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business Zero Resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same. Zero Res. 
Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Every day that you listen for at least 30 minutes on the Tom Bernard app or the Tom Bernard Show website, you can win a night in the suite at XL Energy Center to see the Minnesota Wild take on the Buffalo Sabres. Tevin and AJ will be there on Saturday, February 17th, just 10 days from now. Listen, register, and win all this week with the Tom Bernard podcast. Jesse, the shrink in studio, which we need more of. Don't you think I should have more shrinks in studio, Kristen? Yes, you need them. <laughs> Personal attack. And Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Kristen Burt, you are the goddess. There's no question about it. We watched uh, We Are the World last night. I keep forgetting the name of the show, but I like to call it We Are the World. That's Greatest good. Night in Pop is the, Greatest the night name of the documentary. And your wife, KB. Catherine Bernard spilled the beans on Twitter last night, so I knew that you had done your homework. I don't know if I call her Catherine Bernard again because that's not her name. Brant. <laughs> <laughs> I knew so, you knew that. I know it's like people that also call me my. I'm, I didn't take my husband's last name either, so I'm like, that's not my last name. I, my never... mother just found out. Wait, I've been married almost eight years. My yes. mother just found out two weeks ago that I did not change my name. <laughs> Well, there you go. All right. Jesse, you might want to step in here. What I know. I was say, what, was, what was her reaction to that? <laughs> she goes, you didn't? She, she thought that I had kept my name professionally, which a lot of women do, yeah. and then changed it personally. Yeah. And I, I, I'm too lazy to go and do all of that work. And I had told Bill, it's not going to happen. I hope you're okay with that. And he, he's so laid back. He's and so question, me. why? how long did you say that your mom didn't know this? Seven and a half years. Why did you not tell her for seven and a half years? <laughs> I don't know why. Like I, I was like, I thought you knew. I was like, I just never changed my name, and she, and because she's been addressing all my mail as um, Kristen Mendieta, which is my husband's last name, and I have no problem with that. It's I'm not offended or anything else like that. But I just was like, you know, that's not my name. <laughs> she's like, it's not. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, it happens once. In a... I get called Tom Brainerd once in a while, and. I don't own the town, so I don't know why they call me that. <laughs> Tom, you should have the last name Bert, because it usually gets shortened to Butt. Yeah, Tom Butt. <laughs> Tom yes. Butt. People take out the R, and I become Kristen Butt, so enjoy that. I've already heard that. I heard it this way. We could hire Tom Butt. Kind of like that. Is that what you're talking about? All the time. <laughs> I'm, but seriously, Kristen, thank you so much. The saddest part of it, though, is at the very end, 10 of them are now dead. Mm. Oh, that, 
How many people were actually there again? They gave the number, but I forgot what it is. I think I feel like they it said was like 40. 40. I was going to say like 40, yeah. Yeah. God, it was amazing. It was they the got 40s. everyone. 40 singers, all of the singers. There was 40 of them. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it was done after the American Music Awards. And, in, and it was amazing to really watch, like, because I don't think that we could do this in 2024. No. No. No the way. egos are too big. There's not a, the same camaraderie in the music industry. Right. And mm. um, it, it actually kind of made me a little sad. Even just watching, they had you know photos of like people and kids all singing the song. I'm like, we wouldn't be doing that in the streets now in 2024. And no. it was a huge hit back in the day. It was so wonderful. There's a scene in it, Jesse. Jesse the Shrink, Kristen Burt, by the way, to in introduce Kristen. the two of you. Hi. But there's so many scenes in there. It just, at the very end of it, Diana Ross, a superstar of a singer, one of the greatest singers of all time, breaks down into tears and says, I don't want to leave. I love <laughs> it here. It was so sweet. So sweet. But God. also the tea that they were dishing out. Like, yeah. Um, spoiler alert on this, but Al Jarreau was like stinking drunk through the whole thing and kept he was ordering hammered. bottles of yeah. And it wasn't like, okay, he's a little drunk. It was like, what are you, he's like doing like oh, yeah. all these mannerisms as he's trying to sing. And it's like, dude, we need to get you out of here. Or, or Bob Dylan, so nervous to do oh, his part. And they were like, Bob. we just want you to do Bob Dylan. We don't need you right. to go and do this like incredible, whoa like craziness yeah. or anything do bob dylan that's what we're here that's why like bruce springsteen did bruce springsteen and it sounded great during mm -hmm. his solo um and yep. what was the other one there was like oh and huey lewis you know he got prince's solo yeah. they were waiting all night for prince to arrive and prince instead was at a mexican restaurant that used to be on sunset boulevard <laughs> wow. carlos. sounds like and prince uh -huh. actually a lot of you probably went to carlos and charlie's if you ever went to cancun yeah. it's oh, a yeah. big club oh, there yeah. so yep. um that they had a version of that franchise on sunset at one point and i'm like that's where he was hanging out instead of at the a m studios <laughs> And then I Huey just, was like, I don't know if I can do this this solo, and he nailed it. He did. He was. I don't think anybody did a bad job, but Bob Dylan, honest to God, I felt so sorry for him because he was really nervous, which really impressed me that a superstar like Bob Dylan would be nervous. Mm. I loved it. Yeah. They were all side. impressed to meet him, yeah. and, but at the same time, yeah. he, and, and Stevie Wonder saved the day on all of that. Mm -hmm. Stevie. Stevie, except he wanted to sing it in Swahili. And, <laughs> Which and then... The, yeah, go ahead. What was it? Waylon Jennings yep. exited. He's like, nope. <laughs> this is too much. I, I love the part about, uh, like, one of the first breaks. It was funny to watch, like, how the natural, like, break, like, tensions were starting to rise, and all of a sudden something would just, like, naturally happen to, like, lighten the mood. But my yes. favorite one was they, one of the first breaks in... I think it was Stevie Wonder is like standing there. He's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I gotta go to the bathroom. And then Ray Charles like put, put you know gets him arm in arm, and he's like, I'll show you where it is. And then as they're walking off, <laughs> Lionel Richie's like, he don't, I don't know who said it, but somebody just goes, the blind are leading the blind here, I guess. <laughs> I, I loved how um, frank everyone was. You know, Kenny Loggins is in there yep. and Huey Lewis yep. in mm. present day, obviously, and of course Lionel Richie. Um, the sound engineer also just dished a lot of dirt. The camera guy who thought he was getting paid didn't realize that it was, was a charity event. Right. Sweet t-shirt. <laughs> right. Like, it's like I sent him my invoice and they said, no, no, no. <laughs> We're all volunteers here. It's not how this works. It was no so invoices. funny. 
the, um, the, and, and I thought Cindy Lauper, like they were like, she's a pain in the butt, but then they actually loved what she did in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that Madonna was not there at all in that era is still kind of shocking when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Or one of the Beatles. They didn't, there were no Beatles there either. No Beatles. Which like there were a couple of random people. Like you're like, why is Dan Aykroyd there? I mean, they explain why yeah, Dan Aykroyd was there, but <laughs> you know, even Kim Carnes felt a little out of pocket. Even right. during that era, I feel like she was a little bit more maybe like late seventies. This was mid eighties, but uh, you know, it, but everyone had a contribution, and it was just really interesting to watch. Like who was there, who turned it down, who you know, other mm. people were out on the road. Rod Stewart mm-hmm. probably would have been another good person to throw in yeah. there during that yep. era because he had a big comeback in the eighties. Yeah. So I also liked the fact that I can't remember who it was that initiated it, but I think it was a, uh, one of the women went up to somebody was like, "Hey, I'm a huge fan. Can you please sign my music sheet?" And then they're like, and then everybody got everybody's autograph that was there so it was nice to see like okay they actually like thought outside of themselves and appreciated each other while they were there i want to know how many of them still have that signed music sheet because it's probably worth a fortune right now 100 probably true yeah and and the other thing um i could i was like where is a and m studios i couldn't figure out where it was and then i realized Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's Jim Henson Studios. So oh. A&M Studios, where it was recorded, um, they shut down in 1999, and Jim Henson took o- took over that entire lot. And now you'll see Kermit the Frog outside the studios <laughs> instead of the A&M record sign. So that was kind of interesting. But at the beginning, they're like, "What studios should we do it in?" I'm like, "The a lot of these studios don't even exist anymore." Because the yeah. music industry has changed so much. It has changed quite a bit, no question. I loved uh, seeing Steve Perry because I haven't seen Steve in a few years. He's come into the, uh, over at KQ once in a while. And the last time I saw him, sat down and did a one-hour interview with him that was just unbe- one of the nicest men you'd ever want to meet. Love that Probably guy. One of the best singers, too, oh, in the God, industry. Yeah, he's a great singer. Uh, he's a great singer. But, yeah, I, what you pointed out, one thing I loved about it is so many of those people, like the Stevie Wonders and Ray Charles of the world, what an inspiration to uh, the era in which I grew up. When you know, I told Jesse the Shrink, I'm 72 years old now, and most people think I'm like 58 or something like that because I've never had any stress on me, so I don't look older. You believe that, don't you? Yes. We always do, Tom. Absolutely. <laughs> we always do, Tom. But yeah, to see so many people that I've worked with when I was at Capitol Records that I used to run into, I told the story about giving Carlos Santana a ride to the airport, and he asked him, I asked him where he was going, and he said, hopefully to a higher plane, which I think is good, Jesse the Shrink, don't you? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Hopefully yeah. I'm going to a higher plane. Yeah. It's To watch them be human beings on that show was fantastic. Because I don't, most people didn't, I used to see that backstage. They'd just be normal human beings. I was there coming for, you know, for Capitol Records and all the rest of it. But to see them all, 40 of them, acting like normal human beings, they were nervous, which was really cool to watch. Superstars that were nervous, like Bob Dylan was scared. You could, he was very nervous about that. Yeah, they had to clear the room. They did, yes. They did, absolutely. Which I love. It's human, Jesse, right? Yeah. They're human. Well, I was going to say, that's one thing I thought of when you said that is, you know, that can apply to a lot of us, right? How many of us sometimes think about like, oh, how are we portraying ourselves? How are we coming mm-hmm. across? We don't want people to see we're nervous. We're insecure. You know what happens when we see that in other people? We feel good, right? Because mm-hmm. we can relate with it. 
Every yeah. single one of us here, we feel insecure in our own way, don't we? Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, all the time. What do you mean? <laughs> like, oh, all never. the time. So it feels good to see these people where you go, oh, my God, I can never be like that. And you see that and you go, oh, okay, yay, we're we're all human. It's, it's cool to see. Yeah. I wish they would have dug deeper into Springsteen's arrival to the show yeah. because they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, he almost didn't make it. And he came across as like, and I'm not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I can name one song, We Are the World, that he's done. And he, well, born in the USA, but anyway, he like was the quintessential. Born to run. You don't remember Born to Run? Yeah, that one too. And uh, (laughs) he was like the quintessential rock star coming in in his leather jacket, like looked super cool. I was like, I would have liked to see more of his, like how close was he really to not actually showing up to the The Pontiac GTO, like driving himself to the studio. Well, you know, honestly, this was a very fast 90 minutes i think it was somewhere mm-hmm. in that neighborhood i honestly think that this could have been a six-part docu-series oh god i don't yes. know if there's enough footage like archival footage although they they taped all night there has to be something but i think they also could have maybe brought in some of the other artists to talk about their memories would have loved to have heard from diana ross yeah um, because yep. she also would have given us i think a little bit more insight on michael jackson mm-hmm. and his in-studio participation. I know we got the writing process via Lionel, but I think that that also could have been sort of brought up a little bit more. And I'm sure there were others like on set that even weren't the superstars that could add color commentary to to the discussion. You know, one thing I got to mention, because it did come up last night, because Catherine and I watched, uh, watched We Are the World together. And one of the, I think it was the very first concert I brought Catherine to all those years ago, because uh, I was working at Capitol. Like I said, I met Catherine and we, you know, started hanging out together quite a bit. And then we decided we're going to stay together. And I said, hey, you know, I'm working tonight, and she's on Motown, but I one of the one of the opening acts is a Capitol act, so I have to go to the Met Center and see Diana Ross. Do you have any interest? And she goes, oh God, I'd love to go see Diana Ross. And then I surprised her. I said. Well, actually, after the show, I said to her, I have to go backstage. Do you mind? She goes, what? I said, I have to go backstage. She goes, to do what? And I said, to thank everybody. And she said, will Diana Ross be there? I said, yeah, she'll be there. So we go backstage. We're waiting and waiting and waiting. And all of a sudden, the door opens, and these two guys step in, two guys that I probably wouldn't want to go toe-to-toe with, if you know what I mean. And by the way, I loved Prince's bodyguard. Oh yeah, that he was phenomenal in that huge show. guy. Oh god, <laughs> he's a big fella, man. But yeah, we went backstage, and all of a sudden the doors open. These two huge guys walk out, and out walks Diana Ross. She's wearing a cape, and she grabs the ta- the cape on the left side, pulls it around, and goes, "I want you to know I love you all," and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing with a cape. I know with a cape, she's like, Whoosh. that's exactly what she should do when you're a living legend like right. Diana. Also, Tom, who was Diana Ross opening for? Like, who was the headliner? If she's no, no, the she op- was the headliner. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Capitol my... Records was opening for her. I got you. Yeah, they were opening for her. Okay. I don't even remember who the hell was the was the opener either, to tell you the truth. But, and I tell you what. In person, you would not believe. You, ever, you guys met Diana Ross? Oh no! Oh, no. I've interviewed her. Stunningly beautiful, and, and I mean, you can see it on camera. But in person, 
she's even more beautiful than you would think she is. Did you find that to be true, Kristen? She's stunning. She I, is. Yeah, and she's lovely to speak with and very generous with her time. She's not mm -hmm. someone that just kind of like rushes you through an interview. You know, what's really great about that is that you could tell the reason that she just did the, oh, I love you all. and then You could tell she was very nervous. Like at the end of We Are the World, she said, I, I don't want to leave and started crying. She didn't want I this to end. <laughs> she didn't want it to end. I love that about her. You know, Jesse, that's the thing. We need to sort of see more humanity like that, don't mm -hmm. we? Yeah, absolutely. Jesse the Shrink with us along with Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. What a great conversation. I, I just, I had such a good, so thank you, Kristen Burt, for pushing me because I, I was going to watch it, going to watch it, never did. You said, watch it, damn it. And I said, Do okay. your homework. I gave you homework. <laughs> and <laughs> only a third of you did it. And that, that wasn't even a completed assignment, AJ. Right. <laughs> you go, AJ. What are you talking about? I watched it. Well, this makes me want to see did, it. I, I'm talking about yesterday. You're like, I got an hour. In. I'm, yeah. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> I gave up my Netflix subscription, but this makes me want to get it because I want to see this because this brings me back to my childhood in the 80s. I remember watching that video all the time. And I had a quick question. Was Willie Nelson, he was in that, wasn't he, in the, yep. in the he video? Yep. Does he make it into the Netflix Documentary, mm -hmm. or no? Oh yeah, yeah. Quite, quite they a bit. mentioned. We don't get you. to hear from him in present day. See, that would be another person I would love to hear from the countryside sure. too, because like stepping into you're you're the country guy stepping into the world of all like the rock stars. Mm -hmm. But he also wrote great songs like Crazy, which is one of the most sensitive, wonderful, loving Absolutely. songs I've ever heard. Yep. That was Willie Nelson. God, it was a, what a brilliant song that is. All right, I'm gonna go tear up now. <laughs> I knew you would I'll like it. You, I just said, I was like, this is so right up your alley, especially where oh, you were in the music industry God, ahead of all of that. So I'm glad. Absolutely loved watching everybody and how humble they were. And it wasn't fake humble either. That's the no. great part of it. Bob Dylan was actually afraid. He was nervous. I love that, seeing that in Bob Dylan. Yeah. He's human. It right? gave, it, overall, it gave kind of almost like a summer camp type feel yeah. the way they were interacting <laughs> with each other Absolutely. and like just being goofy and doing all their like theater like tongue movements and I went to musical whatever, theater yeah. camp as a kid that's exactly wow. what it is. <laughs> they went to music camp they were band camp yep. <laughs> we will close with this I didn't count them but I what is right around 10 or 12 people have died somewhere in there uh, there was at least 10 I, I do believe mm -hmm. but I was like to like to point out after watching that all these, that was 40 years wow. ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. 40, I'd had, I, if I had to guess, I would have said, oh, about 15 years ago, wasn't uh -huh. it? It was 84, for God's sake. Yeah. The 80s were 40 years ago. I think that's the. the <laughs> that, that's it. Well, Tom, that brings me back to earlier when I said the stage of life stuff, right? That's part yes. of it. We get to the stage of life, and that's part of me, is you just said that right there, and I'm like, how in the world was that long ago? I got to do the math on it. I'm almost 50, right? I feel like it was 15 years ago. You guys are so yeah, old. The 90s I were did. 10 years ago in my brain. Absolutely, so. 100%. Yeah, the 2000s yeah. were five years ago, right? Yeah. Yep. To even think that the you know we're looking at that the year of the pandemic was four years ago. That to mm -hmm. me is actually baffling because mm -hmm. that was a time warp in and of itself. So. Mm -hmm. Well, this is nice. I just looked down on my screen. There was a pop-up said. Craig Gass wants you to be his friend on Facebook. Mm. Oh, you ever work with Craig Gass, Jesse? Mm -mm, no. Oh, God, is he a great guy. Mm. Very, very funny. But, oh. Jesse, uh, we're going to get you back in. we got to get you back in at least that'd once a month. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Kristen, I adore you. I owe you for this. I don't know if I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, unless you put, and I don't know why I didn't watch it, because I love that kind of stuff. 
but it's just one of those kind of things you just never got around to it, you know? I'm going to push you out of your comfort zone in 2024. Isn't that a good idea? It's a good idea. And I'm going to be like, you have to watch all of it, not just four minutes of it. It's all true. Jesse, thank you for coming in. Kristen, I owe you, dear. I do owe you. I love that show. I'm glad to hear it. That was a win. I've got a couple wins in 2024. You're on a roll. Like doing really well. You are. Thank you all so very much. Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Jesse the Shrink. Oh, you can tell my grandson's here. Did you hear him scream behind me just now? Yeah. Oh, grandson's here. Boy, that. And you know what's amazing? He has to stand right by the front door whenever he screams, so apparently everybody else in the building can hear him. Mm-hmm. Like, go. oh, my God. He, he's got that big voice, that little kid big voice. He's a performer. Yep. Well, Kristen, I owe you. Don't forget <laughs> All right. I'm going to put it in my little win category. We'll talk to you all <laughs> later. Jesse, uh, very soon. That's all I know. Come back in very Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. We'll do. Thanks, Tom. Thank, thanks, fellas. We'll talk to you later.